What's going on, Broncos country? This is Tanner Lee, host of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Back for another weekly edition. We've take the we've taken the last couple weeks off, but we're back this week. Uh, usually, I'm joined by my co-host Jeff Ryan, but he couldn't uh, fill in this week, so uh, we're bringing in a substitute, another Orange Weekly staff member, uh, Jason Dandino. Jason, how's it going tonight? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, thanks for uh, filling in. And you've been with Orange Weekly since it began, haven't you? Yeah, uh, my brother Kev is the one that kind of set this all up. It's kind of his brain brain idea here. So, uh, yeah, he, he roped me in from the start of it. And and you host our uh, late night show on Monday nights. Uh, tell everybody about that if they've never tuned in. Yeah, so Monday night we have uh, Orange Weekly After Dark. Uh, it's a pretty informal show. Um, it's just another chance for fans to kind of discuss, usually the day after the game. Um, to just put their own thoughts and discuss with me. Um, sometimes I'll have a guest with me as well. Um, but just another opportunity for fans to kind of discuss their uh, kind of fresh thoughts off the game and uh, what they think the Broncos are, are doing well and what they think they need to improve on. Well, it's a lot more enjoyable to talk Broncos football after a win, wouldn't you say, especially against a division rival? Yeah, no, for sure. I was worried there for a good chunk of the game if we'd be dealing with another loss, another round of uh, – Fire Vance Joseph's questions and everything, but uh, no, it's definitely nice to be back on the win column for sure. Well, it was one of those games where it was just kind of weird. It felt like we didn't really even deserve to win, and we've had a lot of games where I felt like we have deserved to win, but we kind of just shoot ourselves in the foot or blow it towards the end. But this game was uh, vice versa. <laughs> we kind of kind of let the Chargers shoot themselves in the foot, especially when uh, Rivers, I still don't understand what he was trying to do there with about two minutes left instead of just taking a sack or we're trying to buy some more time on third down. He just threw it into the ground and gave us the opportunity to go down and score. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I don't think that uh, either – I don't think the Broncos won this game as much as the Chargers lost it, like you said. And um, Fortunately, we're on the other end of that since, like you said, we've, uh, we've had our own fair share of those games where we've lost the games for the other teams. So uh, uh, we definitely tried to lose that game for sure, but uh, the Chargers tried a little bit harder. Uh, so it worked out for us definitely. Well, and a huge win for the Broncos, too, because it does keep them in the mix uh, for a wild card spot, even though there's a lot of work to be done and we need some help from some other teams to lose. But it's definitely nice to still be in the mix, especially if we find a way to beat uh, Pittsburgh this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be a tough game Sunday, uh, definitely. But like you said, it's nice to, to have gotten that win um, and at least be part of the, the mix right now as far as teams in the hunt. Um, you know, maybe this, this is set up for a crazy comeback story for us. And, uh, we might be talking about how, how crazy it was the Bronx kind of the playoffs this year. But, uh, like you said, still a long battle. I still need a lot of help from other teams. Um, but it starts with us. I mean, if we can't win ourselves, then, um, then it doesn't matter what other teams do. So, um, the best thing the Broncos can do at this point really is just, you know, focus on their own games, uh, take things one game at a time, one half at a time, really. Um, and if you just win each individual half, then, uh, you know, in five, six weeks, you might find yourself in a position um, of playing the Chargers in the last week for that final wildcard spot, which uh, I think would make for a good storyline and um, an even better victory against Philip Rivers if it comes to that. 
Oh, yeah. There's not too many things in this world I like better than beating Phil Rivers. He's my least favorite athlete. He's a big crybaby. Can't stand the guy. But uh, let's let's get let's get right into the game. Uh, as we kind of mentioned in uh, our intro, the Broncos won 23-22. Uh, let's let's start on the offense side of the ball. Who impressed you Sunday for the Broncos? Uh, easily Phil, uh, Lindsay again, um, you know, two touchdowns, um, that long run, um, and that wildcat, wildcat look, which I thought was a great look for the Broncos. Um, hope you see a little bit more of that. Um, but you know, uh, excellent game from him again, it, it continues to blow my mind how he, he's not just undrafted, but he wasn't even invited to the combine, um, to go from that to, um, one of the top running backs in the league this year is, uh, simply incredible. And so, um, week in, week out, he finds a way to continue to impress me. Um, you know, he's, he finds finds a way to just battle. You can see even those the, the short yard gains he gets. He gets hit at the line, and he just keeps those feet moving. Um, he doesn't settle for average or anything. He he always finds a way to just keep battling it out. And so uh, I, I'm excited to continue to have him on the Broncos, hopefully long term. Um, he impressed me with that mile-high salute as well. That was uh, a great look. It made me excited when I saw that, bringing back the days of uh, TD. So, um no, he's, he's continuing to impress me for sure, and uh, I'm hoping that he continues to carry this offense on his back for the rest of the season here. Yeah, I mean, how could you not like him as a Bronco fan? I mean, he was a CU guy, uh, undrafted, uh, you know, just kind of the underdog, and he's just he's proven it week in and week out. He can probably – I mean, he's putting himself in position to be the bell cow for the Broncos going forward, even though I thought Royce Freeman had some decent, decent plays there Sunday on his first game back in uh, – after missing a couple weeks due to an ankle injury. But, um, yeah, I mean, between those two, I mean, that's a great one-two punch the Broncos have. We didn't even see Devontae Booker, unless my memory is not serving me correctly, we didn't even see him getting any touches Sunday, which didn't really bother me that much. Um, I thought Emmanuel Sanders played good once again. Uh, he didn't get too many touches till the end, but when we need him most, he stepped up, made some big plays there, especially on that last drive. He caught that first ball and took it about 30 yards after he caught it. Um, I, th- I thought he played well. For and, sure, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how much that, that big hit he took um, early on kind of affected him for, for mm-hmm. the better portion of that game. Um, he was definitely shaken up. Um, I'm surprised he stayed on his feet um, when he when he took that. I saw that hit coming. Yeah. He somehow managed to, to absorb the hit and then still stay on his feet and pick up some more yards, but... Um, I'm curious if that, that affects him moving forward or even just curious if it affected him the rest of that game at all. And then Cortland Sutton, we saw him come up with some big plays, uh, particularly on that last drive as well. Um, I think we're going to see more of that going forward, especially with the uh, departure of Demarius Thomas. Um, but I think I think the game ball has to go to the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, <laughs> they've been devastated by injuries this year and, uh, didn't allow a single sack against a pretty good pass rush with that the Chargers have. The Chargers aren't weak on the pass rush by any means. Um, even dealing with a, a Joey Bosa who's coming off an injury, he's still you know a great great rusher. And uh, the fact that our offensive line was able to keep them off Keenum uh, was you're right, absolutely um, impressive. And yeah, no sacks allowed. Uh, 
hardly any penalties. I don't remember too many. At least I don't remember any on Garrett Bowles. So, and I'll, I'll go ahead and call him Bowles this week. You usually call him Garrett Bowles. <laughs> He's earned Parker it. Burns. He's earned it. Yeah. But <laughs> this, this week he did well enough. I'll, I'll lay off the guy a little bit. But, yeah, real, really good game for those guys, especially with the uh, injury to Max Garcia late in the week of practice. I mean, the poor offensive line just can't stay healthy. But I, yeah, I thought no, they I played well. And then uh, Case Keenum, for as hard as I am on him every week, especially the, just really all season long, he was dynamite on that last drive. That's what we paid him to do was what he did on that last drive. I agree. Uh, and hopefully, you know, it's something that he can kind of work from, you know, build off that drive there, and hopefully he takes off for the rest of the season. Um, I, I'm kind of curious if they change the game plan uh, a little bit. Uh, what I've been kind of saying is, this whole season is, you know, the first two weeks we let him air out quite a bit, and we, he was successful. And then all of a sudden you see him going to these these short kind of dump-off passes where he's overthrowing everybody. Um, you even see it a couple, saw it a couple times against the Chargers where, you know, he had an open guy, and it was a short kind of gain, and all of a sudden it's sailing over the guy's head. And so, you know, hopefully the coaches take a look at it, and, they you know, they obviously continue to establish the run game. Um, but I wouldn't mind letting him see Case Keenum throw the ball deep because I think that's where his strength really is, is the, those long, uh, hard passes. That's where he finds the, the receivers well. So um, hopefully the Broncos are able to use that to their advantage a little bit more from here on out. Yeah, I mean, we, we lead the league, or at least at one time led the league in plays over 40 yards, I believe. That probably was passed by either the Rams or the Chiefs during that, <laughs> that game because there were so many big plays there was really no defense but that was a fun game to watch but uh yeah I would like to see some more uh, deep balls some play action fakes uh case seems really really good when we do some play action but um I'm interested to see what this what this coaching staff can uh scheme up for the Pittsburgh defense coming on Sunday um but uh, flip on the defense side of the ball, I think we had to start with Von Miller. Uh, had a huge game, was AFC Defense Player of the Week. Uh, got his 100th career sack and then got a crucial interception when it really looked like the Chargers were going to go down and uh, put a nail in the coffin. That came at the perfect time. Yeah, no, I think you uh, you, you saw a lot of Von Miller's uh, leadership come out this week. Um, the way he, he handled himself, uh, again, got that big milestone. Um, but then, like you said, he was the turning point of that game there. Uh, without that interception, um, even if it was just you know, a batted down pass or it, just a simple incompletion, it doesn't have nearly the same result um, as that interception and then that uh, run that he had um, where he was looking at the up at the scoreboard to see who was chasing <laughs> him down. Um, so that was uh, pretty awesome to see. Um, again, that, that's what we need from Von Miller every week from here on out, though, um, is that kind of, you know, whether it's fair or not to place it on him, but we need those big plays from him that we used to see all the time. You know, those strip sacks at the time, the, the perfect time. Um, again, that's an interception like that at the perfect time. Um, just the timing of those plays that he's able to do. Um, hopefully we see more of that moving forward as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we need him to be the caliber of player as he was back when he, uh, we, when we won Super Bowl 50 and he was MVP. Um, not that he hasn't been good the past few years, but we need more of those clutch time plays like he had on Sunday, especially going forward against Pittsburgh and then Cincinnati. And, uh, I mean, we could really get into the schedule. We got some really, really hard games coming up. So, um, anybody else stand out to you defensively? Uh, you know, uh, Chris Harris a bit, you know, he, um, I thought he had a good game. Um, he had that interception mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, that he had that 
really interesting call go against him, that pass interference where uh, I really don't know. There's two pass interferences that game where I have no idea um, how it went against us, um, even both announcers. Usually when the, the NFL announcers call a penalty before the, the refs do and it's the opposite, uh, it's pretty shocking. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think he fought, yeah. uh, he fought back from that. You know, he didn't let that affect his game. He, you know, I think he took a playoff or something to cool down, but he was right back out there and, um, so I, I think he was another one that he, he kind of fired up the defense a bit, you know, with the, the emotions and, uh, kept the defense together. And, uh, I think, uh, he, he's another great, uh, guy to have back there as long as he's playing at his best. Yeah, he's definitely kind of, uh, him and Von are the defensive leaders and that's what this team needs. And it was great to see him have an interception on Phillip because according to the Broncos defense, Phillip was talking some major trash out there. Um, his own version because he doesn't, he doesn't curse at all. So, I don't know what he's saying out there, but they said he was talking some major garbage, and so that got Chris fired up, the defense fired up, and came back to bite him in the end. Uh, but, no, I, I agree. I thought Chris had a really good game. Um, tr- trying to think um, who else had a good game. I know there was somebody else I was going to give kudos to on the defensive line. You know, I, I didn't hear much of Chubb, um, but, you know, hopefully he bounces back this upcoming game. But uh, I think, uh, I, again, overall I would say it's a – you know, obviously we let up a ton of yards that game, but I, I think that was aided by the offensive uh, weak weak start. Um, you know, when you give a team possession of the ball for about 40 minutes of the game, they're going to rack up those numbers. Um, I don't think that's against our defense. Our defense actually did a good job, um, other than third downs. Um, but yeah. um, I do think overall our defense played a, a pretty good game. Yeah, third downs we struggled in covering the tight end, but that's kind of become a, a – expected unfortunately week in a week out for the Broncos I mean, <laughs> old man dinosaur Antonio Gates out there was finding ways to get open uh, but I, I don't know that's been a problem for the Broncos dating back heck even before Peyton was there I don't, I don't know why I don't know why the linebackers can't cover tight ends it's just been been a been a nemesis but uh shout out to Brandon McManus for making that clutch field goal to win the game even though oh that second attempt I, th- I thought he missed it for a second Oh, I did too. I, I was nervous when I saw him walking out there. I, I was starting to get some some PTSD from the previous week yep. there. Um, but you know, again, kudos to the Broncos offense for putting him in a better position this week, um, getting that those final yards, uh, that last big play um, to kind of make it a little bit easier and take some of the pressure. And off. And how about the play that kind of started it all for our comeback? The fake punt call with Cody Wadman throwing for a first down. I thought that was a very ballsy call. I loved it because, I mean, you might as well call it there. You have nothing to lose. And it ended up paying dividends and kind of got the momentum rolling. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think if uh, Case Keenum gets hurt, we have a solid backup quarterback now <laughs> we can turn to. But, uh, no, that's that's kind of what I've been waiting for this coaching staff to do a little bit is to get a little riskier. You know, I think that part of our downfall is Vance Joseph has played it way too safe. Um, and so it was nice to see that. Now, granted, I, I, the, the other side of the coin just needs to be smarter about it because then going forward on fourth down instead of kicking that field goal, I think, was a terrible risk. Um, but, no, I, I agree. I, I love to see that that fake punt call. Um, you know, it shows a little bit of that risk and, you know, a little bit of that desperation that I think the Broncos need to play with right now. And uh, speaking of Vance Joseph, you know, I, I can't go – through a podcast without ripping the guy a little bit, unfortunately, even though this was by far his best win of his career. But I have to ask you, the two-point conversion that Case Keenum clearly on the replay got in, why not throw the challenge flag there? Yeah, you know, I uh, again, he, he gives you so much material to, to work with here. Um, <laughs> I, that's a great question. You know, it's, 
I'm kind of curious if somebody in the booth told him not to. Um, that would be my only... Because he had it out, and it looked like he wanted to. So I'm not sure if somebody told him he shouldn't. I don't know. But to me, if you're the head coach... I mean, I saw that first replay from a bad angle. I was like, you know, that, that really might be close. And in a game that that's close, I get you might want to protect your timeouts a little bit. Um, but at the same time... I. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, he he struggles with challenges both ways. He he throws the flag when he shouldn't, and then he hangs on to the flag when he should. So I'm not sure what was running through his head or if he was told something different. But uh, no, that's that's again that he cost us five points that game. Um, that's another week where he cost us points directly, and uh, for sure between that that missed fourth down instead of kicking the field goal and then not challenging that play, that's that's five points off the board um, that could have made the final difference in the game. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of John Fox when it comes to challenges. I don't think Foxy ever won a challenge in Denver. That guy was horrific at challenges. <laughs> but but uh, did, did you happen to hear what Vance Joseph said about the guy up in the booth that watches the replays? Did you happen to hear, hear that on Monday on his press conference? They, they, I couldn't. This guy gives us so much material every week to talk about. Like you mentioned, they asked him about the guy, what feed he watches. If it's the feed we see on TV or if it's the feed the uh, officials see back in New York, he couldn't answer it. He had no idea. It's like you're a head coach, man. How do you not know what your replay guy's looking at? Which feed? I was just, oh my god. You know, it goes back to him just being unaware, um, and I think that's the kind of thing that's going to be his ultimate downfall is he just he just looks lost you know he, he anytime you look they look at the sidelines he looks like he, he's just out of place he's not comfortable being out there um and, and you know he just I don't think he knows how to run a team um you know maybe he, he's good enough to run you know be defensive coordinator he's just responsible for one half of the players um but when it comes to, to running the team, I think he's shown pretty clearly that um, at least this point in his career, he's not ready uh, to run a team and expect that team to be, you know, so Super Bowl ready. Yeah, his some of his decisions and like the clueless looks of his body language and his facial expressions, just like I think I think the other teams are making fun of him. I oh, mean, I mean, you know they are. I mean, you saw it against the Texans. I mean, that yeah. that's that's not. I guarantee you that that's not just an O'Brien thought there. I, I guarantee you, <laughs> there are coaches every week who at least think that or maybe even say it, but the, the cameras don't pick up on it. Yeah, exactly. And not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but say um, we don't make the playoffs and we end up firing Vance. Are there any coaches that you would like to see us go out and uh, make a play to try to get as the next head coach? You know, I, I think the the front runner right now, the early front runner is Harbaugh. Um, you know, that wouldn't be a bad move. Um, there's word on the street that Kubiak might be interested in in becoming an offensive coordinator somewhere um, in the game again, and I think that would be an interesting draw to keep him um, for sure. And you know, I I don't know if Elway would have to try too hard to keep Elway in Denver um, as it is, but I think that would be a nice little sell for sure. Um, so I, I, that's the early front runner. Um, but it's always hard to tell at this point in the season where you're still not entirely sure who's going to be where, I mean, you know, the Ravens might make a nice run and decide to keep Harbaugh for another year. You know, that we don't know if he's going to be available for sure. And so, yeah. um, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I, again, I think he's the early front runner. Um, but it's, it's a little hard to tell and a little too early for me to try to start, try, try and make those lines and who we should, should be going after. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just kind of one of those fun topics. 
uh, or I guess fun topics every team struggling to try to think about in the future. Uh, but yeah, but there could be coaches like him or uh, McCarthy from Green Bay, in my opinion, if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's fired. Um, but then there's also the new wave of how this new NFL is with uh, you know big plays, scoring a lot of points. There's a lot of young offensive coordinators that could catch the eye of the Broncos too. So it's just just one of those things we're going to have to wait, wait and see. But um, I, I, I will say I, I think we will have a hard time finding a worse coach than Vance Joseph. I, so I think, you know, I've, you know, there's a bunch of comments that Van, or, uh, John Elway needs to make sure his next hire is better and all that. I, I don't think he, he could probably make a dartboard and throw a dart and make a better pick uh, for yeah. a head coach. But um, I do agree to the extent that he needs to make sure the next coach is able uh, to be here long term with long term success. Yeah, yeah, John needs to get this next one right um, because he he whiffed on this this one at least up to this date uh, so far. But so with that said, got the good win over the Chargers. Hopefully the momentum is rolling a little bit now. Now the Steelers are coming in a team we don't play a lot at home for some reason. I mean, even when we were good, they they seem to have down years in the north, so we never really matched up. Um, what do you expect to see from uh, the Broncos on Sunday? You know, I, I expect a fight, actually. I, you know, the, the Steelers are a really good team this year. I think they're 7-2-1. Um, again, Roethlisberger has been having a good year. Um, it'll be it'll be a fun game. I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, I don't think the records entirely show what how even the, te- the matchup's going to be, honestly. Um, and it, it does help that we're at home, for sure. And coming off this win, hopefully that's a momentum builder for, for us. Um, so, you know, I'm expecting a fight, and I'm expecting a close game. Um, you know, hopefully we are able to find a way to win it instead of hoping the other team finds a way to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I'm, I, I think that what we have really yet to see is the Broncos play 60 minutes. Um, and I think when you start playing teams like the Steelers, uh, when we start talking about, you know, playoff hopes and getting into the playoffs, uh, you got to find a way to play 60 minutes. Um, and I think that Sunday is going to be a good opportunity, opportunity for them to do so. Um, kind of see where they match up when they do play 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the team's got some confidence now, beating a playoff-caliber team like the Chargers at their home stadium. Now, if they can follow it up and knock off one of the top dogs in the AFC like the Steelers, then you look at the schedule and you're looking like, well, we're not scared of anybody going forward, and it could it could really open up just tons of possibilities for the Broncos to sneak into the playoffs. But are you a fan of the Color Rush jerseys or, and uniforms, I should say? You know, I don't mind them. I don't mind them. Um, I, I think they're fun once a year. Um, I, I wish that they brought out the old, old school helmets a little bit more often uh, with the old mm-hmm. logo on it. Um, the You know, sometimes you have to, depending on the day, if you're watching too long, you have to bring out the sunglasses a bit to kind of uh, ease your eyes a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, other than that, no, I, I think they're fun. I, I, I enjoy them. Yeah, I like them too. And as much as I do like the horse emblem, I, I think the classic D on the Navy helmet looks really sharp. I wouldn't be opposed for them to make that their cur- like everyday helmet, but I don't think that's going to happen. But Yeah, sadly, I agree with you. But, yeah, I, for, for whatever reason, I don't think that that's going to be a move they make. Yeah. So, um, But uh, what are a few improvements you're looking for? Uh, let's start off offensively uh, going into Sunday. Offensively, uh, you know, I, I think they need to – um, again, like I talked about earlier, let Keenum air it out a little bit more. Um, 
and, and that starts with establishing the run game, but then utilizing that to, to keep the Steelers D on, on their toes and keep them guessing, or not on their toes, on their heels and keep them guessing for sure. Um, and I think third, third down conversions we need more of. Um, we, I don't think we had enough, and part of that comes from getting those third and long situations. But, um, you know, I, I, again, I like what I saw from the offensive line. Um, keep building off of that, but I think the biggest improvement is um, obviously you need more yards um, and time of possession. I, that's the other thing is you can't allow the team like the Steelers to have 40 minutes with the ball um, and expect it to be anything close for sure. Yeah, we're going to have to get more first downs and keep drives going. Um, we can't expect to give the Steelers the ball back as much as we did the Chargers and not expect them to put up too many points because, I mean, Big Ben's he didn't play the greatest last week against Jacksonville, but he's had a lot of good games this year. Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown. Um, they got James Conner, who's balling out this year. Smith Schuster. Uh, they got tons of weapons, really. So it's just just it's kind of pick your poison there. So uh, I expect a little more challenge, uh, talent 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 wise, than the uh, Chargers threw out there. But but I agree with all the points you made. Um, hopefully, Case can get. Uh, through a third game in a row without a turnover. I think that'd be really big. Um, <laughs> and, but maybe he adds a touchdown this yeah, time. Yeah, he may, maybe steps. This week. Maybe steps. So, yeah, one, one step at a time. So, But on defense, I think uh, we got to get to the quarterback. I mean, I think that's a key for our defense every week. We, we are way too talented from a pass rushing standpoint not to get to the quarterback. Um, we are top 10 in sacks, which is nice, but um, – I look for Vaughn to be Vaughn. I I think Chubb will have a good bounce back game, um, and then hopefully the no fly zone, if I can still call him that, uh, sh- shows up this week. They kind of had a rough rough week uh, statistic wise, like we mentioned, but that was more so due to the offense uh, not staying on the field long, in my opinion. But uh, Chris Harris Jr. usually plays pretty good against the Steelers, so hopefully he can. Yeah, for sure. I think the other big thing for the defense is, you know, opposite um, of the, the offense, um, or I guess just like the offense, uh, third down conversions. Uh, we allowed way too many. They did a great job of putting the Chargers in third down situations, um, even third and longs, and then blew, blew, <laughs> blew that yep. pretty badly. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, again, a team like the, the Steelers, uh, you know, their experience, like you said, they have a ton of talent. Um, they have a great coach, um, you know, all those combined. Um, I don't think that they're going to have the problem that the Chargers have of finding ways to lose games. Um, if we, if we have the same type matchup and, and gameplay the first, through the first three quarters, like we had against the Chargers, uh, it's going to be, you know, 28, three, 35, three, uh, entering the fourth quarter. Um, there's no chance of a comeback at that point. Um, and so I, I think our defense needs to do continue to do a good job with forcing those third down uh, plays, but then um, actually get off the field, allow our offense a little bit more time on the field, um, and give them their own rest as well. I mean, the longer you extend the drives you're out there by allowing those third down conversions, the harder it gets throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, very well put. Um, we did have one roster move I want to hit on this week. Uh, we cut Adam Pacman Jones after only playing six or seven games out in Denver. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot, but he was seen a lot of times as a kick returner and even a little bit as punt returner earlier in the season. What are your thoughts on uh, the release of Pac-Man? Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I guess I can kind of see the logic behind it. Uh, again, his, his numbers really weren't great by any means in any category, um, but I, I think he did provide some of that veteran leadership. Um, 
and so I'm, I'm curious now with them uh, bringing Langley um, up, uh, it, you know, how that affects things. You know, I, I can't imagine the numbers going to improve that much. Maybe they do, but I, I think the biggest opponent component we're going to be missing is is that leadership that uh, Jones brought. But, you know, again, you got defensive leaders like Von Miller and Chris Harris Jr., where maybe they saw that as, as kind of a wash. But, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Um, which I think is the most interesting aspect of it. Um, you know, this time of the year, I'm not sure really where the benefit comes, um, but I, I guess they saw something where they thought it needed to happen immediately. So, yeah, it was kind of kind of the news broke by him putting a post out on his Instagram, and then the Broncos beat writers and the media and everybody kind of put it out on Twitter from there. But it was interesting, I thought, to see the response from Derek Wolf and Chris Harris Jr. under the uh, caption. Uh, they used a few emojis, and they didn't look very happy about the news. But so, so I think it goes back to you saying he was a leader and probably a pretty good teammate to those guys. But, you know, I, I don't think it's a huge loss at the end of the day, but it was kind of – uh, kind of eyebrow raising a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he kind of grew quickly on me. I wasn't sure how I felt about him when we brought him in, but you know, even just the way he he left, you know, it wasn't hostile or anything. You know, like we've seen some players throughout the NFL do when they get released. Uh, you know, it was it was a great thank you, and, and you know, here's on to the next opportunity or whatever. But um, you know, he seemed like a classy guy. Um, so at the, at, in that sense, it's hard to see him go. Um, because like you said, I'm sure he was a great teammate to follow that. Um, so I, I'm curious how. Um, how that meshing on the defense kind of uh, plays out from here on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we signed him, you know, I even thought back then uh, a guy like him would get in trouble off the field before Chad Kelly. And uh, unfortunately, I was, I guess I was wrong there. But uh, um, any other uh, notes you want to say about the Broncos Charger game before we wrap this up? No, I, uh, I think that it's, again, it's a good stepping stone. Uh, to go from here on out. Um, but, you know, I think we also have a ton of improvements to draw from that game. Um, you know, that's the kind of game where you, fa- you found a way to re- win, and that's great. Um, and you kept yourselves in the in the playoff hunt. Um, but now you got to build off that, and you can't expect to win those games every week. Um, and so great job getting the win for sure, uh, but definitely got to make a lot of improvements um, if you do want to still have a hope of getting in the playoffs three, four weeks from now. Yeah, I agree, because this uh, AFC playoff picture is going to get pretty wild. And I still think, honestly, 10-6 and six is the magic number, so I don't think we can afford a loss. Might be able to sneak in a 9-7, and seven, but it's just too hard telling. So uh, so hopefully we show up to play on Sunday and get the big win. Uh, any, anything you want to plug for Orange Weekly? No, you know, I, I think just, you know, all the fans out there, uh, it's been fun uh, having jump on all of our shows. Um, you know, the Get Vocal one is our probably newest uh, one as far as concept-wise, where, you know, you guys can call in yourselves, join us, um, and uh, put your own thoughts and, and talk to us directly. And it doesn't even have to always be about the Broncos. It could be about other games happening around the league or, you know, things that you want to see coming forward. So, uh, you know, keep sharing our page, keep, keep liking us and uh, jumping on all our shows, and uh, we'll keep providing for you. Yeah, we, we basically have shows almost every night. I mean, you got the Monday night show, then uh, your brother and usually uh, Dave or um, Ray has the, have the Tuesday night show, then your brother and I have the Get Vocal show on Wednesday, and then, of course, this podcast that we're on right now, and Matt and Jared do uh, pregame podcasts, and then now we have a, 
uh, Sunday tailgate talk on Get Vocal before the game and then the halftime hash. So we're all over the place. You know, we're, we're essentially just ESPN for the Broncos with all the material you have at this yep. point. <laughs> yep. ESPN from a, from a fan standpoint. So, uh, so we fill all your pain. We go through all the struggles and the highs and lows all together. So, well, thanks, Jason. I really appreciate you uh, jumping on this week and filling in for Jeff. And uh, hopefully we can get another big win on Sunday. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Another fun week should be a good game. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.